South Africans are now in week two of the nationwide lockdown, and an eerie silence reigns on the streets. Children are confined indoors in all homes, but some of them have become truly terrifying prisons. While the invisible and deadly coronavirus is spreading its tentacles around the world, there is another threat, just as invisible and just as potentially deadly. What happens when your partner is your abuser, or your mother or father is your violent attacker? Then the lockdown becomes a jail sentence which could cost you your life. I'm Catherine Rice, and you're listening to the second episode of the COVID-19 Chronicles, a new podcast by News24. Domestic violence statistics are spiking in many countries around the world as a result of recent restrictions. France recorded a more than 30% increase in incidents since the start of their lockdown, and in Spain, calls to domestic abuse hotlines were up 18% in the first two weeks of their lockdown. In South Africa, in the first four days of ours, more than 2,300 calls were made to domestic abuse hotlines and 148 suspects charged, Police Minister Becker Kleler said in a statement. Karen Reese, Advocacy and Policy Officer for non-profit organization Mosaic, which works with domestic abuse victims, says one in two women in South Africa will experience violence in their lifetime. An average of three women a day are killed by their partners, a shocking statistic. Now enter a national COVID-19 lockdown. We really are seeing ourselves in very unprecedented times. Not only do we see, does this spell an increased risk of violence in the home, but it also sees a decrease in the opportunity of respite from this violence, where before women and children and men were able to leave that home space, whether it be for to go to school, work, um, or to be part of social groupings or networks, this has now been completely removed. Compounded by regulations banning the use of alcohol and cigarettes, Risi believes the situation will become more explosive as each day passes. Ironically, uh, working in the gender-based violence space, especially intimate partner violence, when we're looking at alcohol, we say that it's such a massive driver of violence. But now that we see lack of access to this to these substances, we have to acknowledge we have such a huge substance dependency challenge in the country. The sale of alcohol and cigarettes or access to, to alcohol and cigarettes has been completely removed. And that places enormous strain and stress uh, in the household. Head of the social work department at the University of the Western Cape, Dr. Marcel Lant, says children are also at increased risk as tensions escalate. If you're living with a partner and you have a baby that's demanding, that has its own health issues, um, it's, it's the matter of trying to keep that baby contained, to keep out of harm's way with a partner who is controlling or abusive. And then the third element is to contain the other siblings. And she says it won't just be disadvantaged families affected. Some affluent families will also experience increased conflict. 
you know, one parent might be traveling all the time and suddenly that parent is at home and wants to get involved in discipline that it's never been involved in before. And as their behavior um, deteriorates, you know, discipline then becomes attacks and vicious um, kind of physical attacks of these children. So they're not disciplined anymore. They brutalized in the name of discipline. Risi says in confined spaces when people are unable to escape each other, dynamics can quickly reach boiling point. I liken it to a bit of a pressure cooker where when you have a pressure cooker and you're able to release the steam, the pressure can continue to build at a slower pace. But here we just have a pressure cooker that's at full pressure all the time. So explosions of violence are going to happen and happen with increased intensity. But she says there is still help available. We actually have a very robust shelter movement in South Africa. We have the national shelter movement and then each province has their own provincial shelter movement. And there has been a lot of work that is being done together with the shelter movements and the Department of Social Development to firstly make sure that the shelters that are currently operating have the necessary measures in place to deal with not only the surge in demand for services, but also if there are COVID-19 positive cases within that shelter, but also to have different levels of shelters. So there are also conversations with um, backpackers and other buildings that are already set up to house people that could be used as additional capacity should that be needed. Magistrates' courts are also open from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for women seeking protection orders. And Risi says the relaxed transport regulations will at least allow victims to access the legal system. Sexual assault and rape survivors will also be particularly vulnerable during the lockdown. Rape crisis's Kathleen Day says feelings can become intensified when there is no escape from your surroundings. And many may think there is no help available, but that is not the case. We've been making quite a strong effort to get the rape crisis helpline numbers out there and for people to also know that they can call 24 hours a day. They've been advising people to make sure their basic needs are met. If you haven't got access to those things, you will struggle even more. So we've been giving people advice about how to to manage sleep in particular um, and even reaching out to your local clinic or your doctor to help you if you need help with, say, sleeping pills or something like that, even antidepressants. And those medical facilities are accessible during the lockdown. The mental health of many South Africans is being tested right now and Dr. Lant believes children will suffer long-term damage. We're sitting on something that's waiting to explode. This problem is going to escalate and and the statistics are already showing across the board domestic violence, um, abuse of children. Remember, NGOs that work with these kids are on skeleton staff. Risi too believes violence will escalate and while there is no doubt that the country's economy will suffer, it's the mental health of those behind those locked doors and their invisible suffering that will have lasting effects on the landscape and future of South Africa. I think we are going to see a lot of um, post-traumatic symptoms coming out of this, uh, both from 
those persons who are experiencing the violence directly, but also those that are within a situation where this violence is occurring. We're not going to see the full effects now. We're going to see the effects months, if not years down the line. This episode of the COVID-19 Chronicles was produced by Catherine Rice, audio production done by Al Colstock. Mm-hmm.